This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day, and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network. Pastor Xavier, how are we doing today? Good, Tony. Amen. Appreciate the rain the last couple of days. Yeah. With us in the studio, Jonathan Duran. Hi, everyone. This is episode 214 on Tuesday, October 26th. We got some other company over there. This is Ray, Brother Ray. Ray is here. Uncle Ray. Ray Miranda (laughs) and Pastor Sam Toronto helping with video over there. But we have a very special guest with us here today, Pastor Xavier. Uh, our brother Andrew Yagnazar. Andrew, how are you feeling today? Doing great. You're warm enough? You don't need a sweater or anything? <laughs> I, I, I'm getting, it's getting, we get a little cold here in California once it drops below 70. <laughs> Andrew is a ministry veteran of many years. He's had the opportunity to serve the Lord here in the U.S. and in a number of other countries as well, bringing you know, a wealth of experience and interesting circumstance to the uh, world of international ministry today. Andrew, as I recall, you, oh, I, I remember you being born in Lebanon, but you were actually born in Tehran. I was. In Iran. <clears throat> Amazing. I was. I was I was born in Iran, but I lived in Lebanon for a few years. For many years. Okay. So, but years. Uh, when I moved to Lebanon as a kid, my nickname was Khomeini. Uh, <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. Then later on, when we moved to the UK, they used to call me Gandhi. So <laughs> I've had a number of nicknames. <laughs> Kids are, are merciless, that's aren't right. they? Uh, Pastor X Roy's mindful of the changing situation, especially in the Middle East region. As we hear, you know, predictions from time to time, uh, people have this idea that the Third World War is going to start in the Middle East, or I've heard that in the past. As Christians, why do we pay so much attention to current events from that region? Well, the Bible is very clear that everything will happen in that region. Uh, Prophecy is not related to the United States, not to England, not to Africa, but to Jerusalem, Israel, and those surrounding uh, nations that will ultimately be the final um, scenario for the attack upon Israel. And so we've seen a lot of changes since 55 where there was no borders and then it started taking shape and you had the whole Palestinian nation, PLO and all that. And things have changed from here to there, even to the point where now there is really no Lebanon, no Syria, uh, or even Iraq. Uh, so the borders are again being blurred and, and disappearing. And so <clears throat> we know this is part of the process that the Bible says. We don't know the exact process or the exact timing, but we do know what will happen. It's interesting. I was reading an article today about an Israeli ambassador meeting with uh, Vladimir Putin. And Lord knows, you know, you, they don't tell you what they're going to discuss, but you just know that they're, it's a big chessboard and things are happening all the time. Recently, we had a speaker here at the church, uh, Ronnie Simone, who is an Israeli guide. And I don't know if you had opportunity to sit in or to hear him. Um, He he, one of the things that he said was that basically there's no Syria, there's no Iraq, uh, there's no Lebanon anymore. (laughs) And why is that? Why would he say that? Well, they don't they don't have a, a, a composite government themselves. They're being controlled by the other influence of the world. The globalism is being set up right yeah, now. Yeah. And uh, certainly the scriptures give us the key players, which is Russia and China. Um, now, Iran is a danger to Israel yeah. um, at the forefront, but the real enemy of Israel is Russia, the ultimate enemy. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the, the, again, these things change and everything, but, um, um, God's hands upon Israel. Um, so Israel's safe until the Antichrist appears. Mm-hmm. Once he appears, they lose all their sovereignty, and then he will deceive them. Um, so really, if you really want to say Israel is the safest place in the world until the Antichrist comes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's interesting. You know, um, uh, we're just seeing changes happen so quickly, though, around the world. Um, in the last few months, we've seen some really unexpected changes mm-hmm. in the Middle East, and primarily, you know, the U.S. pullout from Afghanistan yep. is something that uh, I think maybe we thought it was on the horizon at some point because of the political attitude here in the U.S., 
but the way that it transpired was pretty shocking to everybody. Was, I mean, so to, to me, this is like we were just saying before, this is an exciting time to be alive because, and the Middle East, like you were saying, is like at the heart of everything that we're seeing. And then a lot of people listening will wonder, well, why should I be concerned about what happened in the Middle East? Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus ministered in Nazareth, not New York. Amen. He was born in Bethlehem, not Boston. Right. Right. Uh, went into Egypt where we stories in the Bible in Egypt not the UK or England and you hear things going on in the promised land was Canaan not right. Canada right, right. and so when we look at the Bible I mean we don't need to make this up it's not we're not think it's not the news that it's not CNN or Fox that's saying the Middle East is important the Bible has been there from the very beginning if you go to the very creation the the, the, the start of civilization everything started in that part of the world and so now when we see these things going on on the news, people, even after 20 years of being in Afghanistan, right. I'm sure many people on our streets would not know where Afghanistan was on a map. Yeah. And we've forgotten that. We become very numb to all that's been going on until all of a sudden, even though media might try to hide what was happening with this uh, fairly unplanned uh, Exit. Let's yeah. put it that way, yeah. right? A total failure, in my opinion. As you see that, um, you realize, what does this mean to us? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was important because I grew up in Lebanon. I remember as a kid, when the soldiers were there in 83. The Israeli got, soldiers? No, the American soldiers. Oh, okay. And if you recall, there was an the explosion bombing. that took place. Yes. Yes. The bombing, 300 and I think one people died, 241 Marines. Yeah. A couple of weeks before that, we were actually in a church in Lebanon, and my little sister was actually singing a worship song to all the soldiers. Wow. And, uh, and you saw that. So when I saw the explosion take place in Afghanistan, that actually took me back, thinking, yeah. here we go again. We've lost, in this case, our soldiers. Andrew, how would you characterize the situation as far as ministry goes in Afghanistan? Let's say over the last 10 years. How has that transpired? So, the ministry that we're part of, Elon, we're working in the Iran region, right. but and Afghanistan is a very important part of that, because in Persia we speak Farsi, we speak Persian. Mm -hmm. There's many other people groups, but Afghanistan they speak Dari and Pashto. Dari is very similar to Persian, uh, and so many Afghans have been actually coming to the Lord, um, and then in surrounding countries where they will go as refugees, they've also been hearing about the Lord. Amen. I can share one statistic with you that I just got this morning, that this year, and this is why when we look at this, God is looking at it from a different perspective. Just this year, uh, online requests for Bibles from Afghans was on average about 20 a month from January till August. Mm -hmm. The exit happened, life in Afghanistan changed. September requests for 300 Bibles came in wow. and it's been going like that. So while we see that the, whether it's the failure of man's planning or what is going on, there's always another side to what God is doing. Uh, and we're seeing that take place right now, whether it's in Afghanistan, in Iran, or even in our own situation here in the States Amen. where we've been living fat and happy, very comfortable. As my pastor here on the right likes to say, Christian, Disneyland is over, right? Yeah. Uh, it and it's just a different world now. Yeah. 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 But again, that's such an important part, Andrew, as you said. Um, so I will get caught up with the, what we can see and hear, mm -hmm. um, the distraction from the uh, superficial appearance from the world's perspective. But behind the scene, God is working uh, all the way to bring about these prophecies and everything else. Back in Abraham, he gave him back in Genesis, the whole land territory goes all the way up to Lebanon. That's right. Okay? Yeah. So no one's ever conquered that land, not even Solomon. Yeah. And so that will be fulfilled during the Millennial Kingdom. And so God's word is going to be fulfilled. And we've seen just the, the establishing of Israel. Um, um, they've been there since '48. I mean, that's a long time, yeah. and yet we see, we've seen things progress. We thought maybe when uh, Kissinger went in for the salt talks um, that um, yeah. maybe this was going to be it. It wasn't it, and we've seen different things, you know, from the 67 war, 73, so on and so forth, and yet we, we've seen the, um, the globalization of the world much more solidified now than ever before. Correct. In the last two years. Yeah, I mean, just lightning speed. Yeah. 
And, um, and the easiest way to really put the thing is that, that it's globalism against patriotism. Mm -hmm. yeah, Anybody who wants yeah. to be a patriot, whether it be of any nation, but really it's here. The fight is here mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. Uh, they want to swallow up America and just take it over. And it's and the, like, as you said, made reference to there's the control of the information. Yeah. You know, the average guy on the street, even if he's seeking out uh, conservative news sources, for instance, OAN, we showed a video on right. Sunday morning that was great. But people, I mean, there's no information out there about the gospel ministry going out. You know, one of the things we say routinely is that more Muslims are being saved today than at any time in the history of the world. That's right. Yeah. And, and I believe that. I believe that. But to stop somebody on the street, and that, that's unheard of. You never hear it. They think you're ideas. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a case in point is uh, the video that we showed on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. It's not on, on the air. YouTube oh, no, pulled it yeah. right yeah. now. Okay. So people use all this uh, new language, cultural language, you know, yeah. politically correct language. They say, you know, uh, the cancel culture. You know, listen, it's communism. It's not cancel culture. It's communism. When uh, you can't say what you want to say and express ideas, and even though you may not agree, but you try to establish your, um, your, your position by words to try to communicate the pros and cons, the benefits, the consequences in that, and you're silenced from doing that, that's not cancel culture, that's communism. Yeah. And uh, that's what's going on in many different ways. Amen. After that uh, video on Sunday that was shared, I actually reached out to a friend of mine who was a businessman here from India and I talked to him about that. Last night, late last night, he actually forwarded me a video. He's like, uh, do you happen to know about what's going on in India? And he sent me a completely separate video uh -huh. that was talking about the work that uh, the ivermectin medication has been doing in UP. It's called UP under Pradesh. Right. And uh, nothing to do with anything, just out of the blue. Right. He's like, why am I not aware of this? As somebody who's in, from India, a businessman here, I've never heard about this. Yeah. Why is this? Yeah. Why is this being kept? It from takes me? a huge effort. It does to keep that information out of the public, right? You know, right. perspective. And and they're very diligent for yeah. it. They're like yeah. termites. Oh, they are. You know, Ronnie Simon. Yeah. I mean, he's he Israeli. We're sitting having something to eat here in Pasadena, and I'm telling Ivermectin. He says, "What's that? Never, never, never even heard, heard of, of Ivermectin." Yeah. At all. Won the Nobel Prize. Yeah, you know? Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Amazing stuff. No, but to go into what your your point about here the God is doing amazing things. Yes. We saw in Iran in nineteen seventy-nine, Carter was president, you had the hostage crisis, then you had Reagan come to power, and since then it's the Iranian state. People were happy, were wealthy. America was actually is probably stronger than Israel, even militarily. Yeah. U.S. had Iran and Israel were both uh, their allies, but nobody was interested in the gospel. Yeah. Fast forward 40 years, by all accounts, it seems to be the fastest growing church in the world, Iran and China, two right. of the fastest churches growing in the world because of that persecution. Mm -hmm. And when that persecution comes, then people are looking for something different. What is, there's, is there an alternative to what is being shoved down my yeah. throat? Yes. Yeah. And I that's think it. that's what we're going to see in Afghanistan Amen. now. Now, it's very different because the regimes are brutal. You've heard of a lot of the things that are going on that the news will not tell you about. Right. Yeah. But even in that situation, now what is happening is, Jesus said, you know, go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world. Well, for those of us who aren't able to do that, the ends of the world are actually coming to us. Yeah. That's why We've seen that. people literally... For as bad of a country as we apparently are, mm -hmm. people literally grabbing onto airplanes, hoping to get in, yeah. Yeah. or in a much easier way to do it is just to walk across the southern border, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not that people in Afghanistan are not going to Muslim countries. So think about this. Who are the people that are helping these folks right now? Are people who say they love Jesus. Yeah. People from Christian nations, even though our leaders don't want to acknowledge that we are or we're a country that was built on Christian, Judeo-Christian principles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is where they want to come. The question is, what is the church going to do about it? Or are we just simply going to abdicate our responsibility right. and say, you know what, not me, they look different, etc." Right. Yeah. You know, Pastor X, as I think about the perspective, the, the mainstream church in the U.S., what they understand about uh, ministry, the ministry of the gospel in these last days, 
and their role and this information yeah. that they're not getting. Yeah. How they don't see that the Lord is doing a great work. Right. Um, if you ask the, somebody in the mainstream church, uh, what is what does the gospel look like in Iran? By and large, their perspective is going to be, you know, the gospel is non-existent in Iran, which oh, no. is far, so far from true. Because yeah. I mean, millions of scriptures have been passed out, tons of people. What difference does it make to the mainstream church to be informed about what the Lord's doing, Pastor X? Well, if we look at the scriptures and we keep God's perspective in mind, then we'll, our target's always to save people. Amen. Not the planet. God's going to take care of the planet. <laughs> if you follow the whole, not to get sidetracked, the whole uh, electric car and the whole solar and all that, yeah. it's a big farce. It's never going to happen. The 20-year thing's coming up with the panels. Where are they going to put them? They're more toxic than any oil or anything, let alone batteries. Uh, it's a whole different problem. Um, but, but people are being sidetracked to all kinds of things. Uh, um, part of the church, um, quote, quote, emergent church, it, its purpose is to make people as comfortable as they can while they're here. Hmm. The real church is proclaiming the hopelessness of man to the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our hope is not right. some utopia. Some paradise here. No. Uh, our, our hope is the soon return of Jesus Christ. And that if we die, we are instantly present. Yeah. And we want to pull people out of the fire. We want to give them hope. Just like when we first got born again, myself and my brother, and we used to teach uh, you know, Kung Fu, and then and then we had Bible studies in the Kung Fu studio. And we went to, back to Ball Park High School, the old high school, and we evangelized and started sharing with our students everything else. Our, our goal from the beginning was to get that gospel to people Amen. so they can make a decision between hope and hopelessness. Yeah. And that is yeah. the only hope. It has nothing to do whether it's, um, there's peace in the nation, whether there's war in the nation, whether it's democracy or whether it's tyranny or communism. The hope is the gospel always. Amen. And if you lose sight of that, you, you are not a minister of Jesus Christ. You are not preaching you got some God. other agenda yeah. going, right. unfortunately. Yeah. And that's wonderful. You know, we were talking about um, our sister uh, Christine yeah. Moskin, who was in Seattle this past weekend. Yeah. She's going telling people about what's going on in the world. And I'll bet 90% of the information she shares about the gospel that's going true. out is stuff people have never imagined. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, they're like deers with headlights hitting them. Yes. Clueless. Amazing. Clueless. I think what the pastor's describing here is I'm looking at as a both a shifting and a sifting of the church. Amen. Right? And what has happened was there was a time where the church, as we've been studying, mm -hmm. was the voice, was the moral voice that would speak into the community that said, mm -hmm. this is right, this is right. wrong. We have not done that because right. you don't want to offend anybody. Right. Yeah. Jesus came to comfort the disturbed and to disturb the comfortable. <laughs> we are very comfortable in the U.S. Amen. Yeah. And so with this little shaking that is going on, you're having the shaking taking place right. in the church mm -hmm. and where now the body of Christ is saying, how do I respond to this situation? Right. And based on what is going on on pulpits, in the pulpits, in, in the case in the last 18 months, you know, many churches were closed. Right. Thankfully, ours wasn't. In some cases, as you've said, might not have been a bad thing, yeah. right? But the question <laughs> is this, is actually what kind of gospel is being preached? It yes. is so watered down yes. right now. Right. Right. But this shaking that now needs to take, you've had the shifting and the sifting, now there's some shaking that needs to take place. And people are starting to decide, what do I stand for? What do I believe? Mm -hmm. And those who have not been grounded in the word, right? See, it's different in places like Iran and Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. If you're going to stand for something, I mean, I'll show this picture to you. I know we're not showing it online, but this is about 200 people about to be baptized. Yeah. All wow. Muslim converts. Amazing. Right? Muslim-born believers having to make a decision. Everything goes on the line. Yeah. yeah. Afghanistan today. I mean, what are you going to respond now when the Taliban walk through your door? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, we, we don't understand this. We, we don't get it when we can't get back from church in time to put the roast in the oven, yeah. right? And we get disturbed. Or somebody makes us wear a mask at okay. Target, you know? It's like, it's <laughs> exactly. like my life is being threatened yeah. or something. No, so you know? so that, that is, I think, where we're coming to, and that's where we're so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But to your point yeah. earlier, Pastor, because of these freedoms that we experience, these God-given freedoms, yeah. 
and the fact that America is protecting it. The rest of the world, I just got back from Europe, is very different. We're all like sheeple. Yeah. You know, just what do we do? Yeah. And I think that's the issue here. See, that's the terrifying thing, too, because, I mean, the UK used to be the missionary hub of the world. Used to be. The, right. the UK was, all the missionaries of the world went out. When was this, like in the 90s, maybe? No, it was actually no. 19th century. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. It would be yeah, back way, in the, the Victorian back, era, yeah. the end of right. the Victorian era. Yeah. Right. I mean, there were huge organizations devoted, yeah. and all of the wealth that came yeah. to the UK, a, a huge portion of it was, was channeled to share the gospel in many other countries. That's right. why you go back and you look at the you know, the history of the gospel in China, the history of the gospel yep. in India, yep. and these are all, all from British India. citizens yep. that went out yep. to yep. share. And, and Jonathan, we'd be dressed a little differently in those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Well, I just remember, like, in, I guess that's the reason I said that, because I remember in the 90s, like, a lot of the Calvaries, they were doing church planning in yeah. the UK. Yeah. Yes. Because they were so dead. Yes. It, it, was, it was already post-Christian. Yeah. Right. Already post-Christian. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Tony, I, I actually wrote a quote down from... <clears throat> If I can read. Oh, yeah. From a, a gentleman who we're trying to cancel right now, and he was the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. Yes. They're going to pull his uh, statue that's right. out of uh, some college. That's how lost we are right Ridiculous. now. But this is a quote from, in 1781, he said this, God who gave us life gave us liberty. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are of the gift of God, that they are not to be violated, but with his wrath. I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and his justice cannot sleep forever. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And all these men that, you know, going back to the founding yeah. fathers, the Federalist Papers and all that, um, our Constitution only works with the God of the Bible. Amen. If, if you remove the God of the Bible, Everything falls apart. You remove the Judeo-Christian ethic. Yeah, you, know, you, you remove it as God. And, and very progressively, like in a parallel, you've had the um, the infiltration of liberalism mm -hmm. um, in the educational systems, mm -hmm. while at the same time in the pulpits of America from the neo-Orthodox of Germany. That's right. And you had two things going at the same time, and, and they've been going off uh, every year for the past 70 years, filling the pulpits, filling the workforce, everything else. So now everything is so... Anti-God, anti-gospel. Media, everything. Everything, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. You know, talking about the difficult time for people in Afghanistan specifically, and we recognize there's a lot of trouble all over, I mean, all over the world. Yeah. We kind of focus on the Islamic countries uh, where things are extremely difficult for believers. Pakistan specifically, the blasphemy laws. Uh, Eritrea where people are yeah. just sort of randomly imprisoned because they Sudan. they believe in yeah. Sudan. There's craziness going on there right now this week. Uh, this past week, uh, this young lady from the Afghan volleyball team apparently was yeah. executed by the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I just feel for her family. And, Horrible. And, you know, she no reason to think she was a Christian, but the fact that she was a woman and involved in athletics, that did it for them, you know. They, she needed to go. And all the rest of the athletes, women athletes in Afghanistan, they're all at risk. Right. They're all being, you know, marginalized and hunted down. You know, yeah. the thing is, is so little of this information is getting out. And the, the evil news services in the Western world have no intention of allowing information to go out that will move people, that will bring about uh, righteous indignation. Yeah. You know, because th this country is full of people, some of them non-believers, who would be who would become very angry and moved yeah. if they knew the truth sure. of what sure. was going on. Sure, but you've got to hide it. You know, they do. Yeah, the evil's got to hide it. Yeah. they can do everything. I mean, they uh, the the propaganda, the indoctrination is just overwhelming, uh, from the educational institutions to politicians to the news media, mm -hmm. every which way, and. Um, they're quacking ducks. Amen. Completely. Yeah, that's why I was telling you earlier this. Uh, we just, I think what is happening is there's a movement because people are now asking, and maybe people on the radio station who are listening, you know, we might have somebody in Papua New Guinea or in, in Colombia listening, right, who is not here in California, and then there could be other people in California saying, but what do I actually do? Right. How, do I, how do I get engaged? Amen. I, I'm seeing my situation. I'm seeing our liberties, our freedoms being taken away. I mean, I remember as a kid, we'd call up and leave messages at the zoo in London. 
you know, we're looking for Mr. Sea Lion, for example, right? And now I'm hearing on the, you hear on YouTube people going to airports and saying, you know, I'm yeah. looking, can you please, you know, page Mr. No Mandates. They come, no mandates, Mr. No Mandates. I mean, because you have, <laughs> uh -huh. even society is joking about yeah. this stuff now, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but what happens is, the, I was just saying that this is where the church needs to be a light, needs to shed the light, Amen. and then people want to get engaged. The group that we're just talking about, I think a Unity Project online, uh, they're trying to work with people in California to deal with this issue of, you know, vaccinating little children. Yeah. So they're focusing that's on that. That's a huge deal. It's a that's huge, huge. Deal. Yeah. And so this uh, Unity Online, uh, UnityProjectOnline.com, just launching, trying to get people in positions, churches, yes. employers, etc. Because people wanting to know what can I do? Do I just sit here and do nothing? Right. I think people listening want to say, how do I stand up? Yeah. You know, I think here at the church, you know, people were going to church. People thought, other Christians thought, are you? Why are you so irresponsible? going to church, you should be staying at home. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have become so accustomed culturally now. Right. You ask somebody, did you go to church? Yeah, where'd you go? No, I logged on or right. I, I, we, we, you know, yeah. we watched the nine o'clock yeah. and I'm like, mm -hmm. right. the people not coming together, yeah. there's now, the, the culture is shifted, sure. mm -hmm. which sure. is a concern. I mean, mm -hmm. if you think yeah. about that, yeah. Now, I mean, it's like instant brainwashing. Literally. And they think that yeah. that's fine, you know. I go to church online. Yeah. I, I listen to the Bible study. Yeah. They don't realize what's really going on. Right. Right. And that's where, you know, um, Hebrews says, forsake not the gathering of the yes. saints as a matter of some mess. Or you say, well, well, they didn't have it back then. No, it, it's talking about people. We must gather. We must look at each other face Amen. to face and yep. talk. We must hug. We must, that, that's what the, this uh, communist culture is upon us. Yeah. Socialist, uh, communist, is that they want to separate people. They don't want people to talk about what's going on. They don't want them to connect the dots because it creates greater problem. That's why they were so successful in that overreach of gaining power the first three months yes. of 2020. Yeah. They sent everybody home. They put fear in them, and people just freaked out. When really the ones that went to home and they were isolated, they became the more infected than the yeah, other ones. Yeah. So everything's been wrong. The mask is wrong, the isolation is wrong, the distancing is wrong, the fact that the vaccine was gonna keep you from getting it and spreading it is wrong, the models were wrong, everything is wrong. So you've got a fake world with fake news, with fake information, and fear is behind it all. But they have a real purpose. But they have oh, a, purpose a purpose yes. to control people, yes. to minimize people's voice in yeah. every way. Yeah. And they want to hinder the gospel. Absolutely. Going out. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a fact. I mean, and this is where the, the larger the government, the smaller the individual, that's the goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. I, mean, yeah. I knew. I was, I mean, you guys prayed for me. Yeah. I was in ICU. Yeah. All right. Amen. So I know, I know about this virus yeah. from firsthand experience, but I had underlying issues with asthma and whatnot and pneumonia. Sure. But the fear that they have put in people right. is so wrong. It's irrational. It, it's absolutely so wrong. Mm -hmm. I call it socialist this yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Pastor X, getting back to the, the Muslim world, just briefly, yeah. I have heard you say in the past that you believe the, the globalist, the, the target for all of these things, the, the pandemic, the social upheaval, the, all the things going on, is a, is a one world system. Right. It, this is, you say, maybe weekly, you know, this is the dress rehearsal for the Antichrist, right. which is, I mean, so spot on. You have said in the past that you think the government under the Antichrist may be an Islamic government. Why is that? Well, there's so many scriptures about the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. It's amazing when you do a study of the Antichrist, you put them all and gather them, you see different things. Some of them are very, very clear. Others, we don't know. Others, uh, we believe one thing and it's changed through the years. Yeah. So you have to kind of look at it. Some of them are very clear, but in, in Daniel 11:37, it says that he will not respect the gods of his father or mm -hmm. the desire of women. Well, the gods of his father, um, you know that Ishmael and Isaac, so you have the Arab world and many of the Muslims that also claim to Abraham as their father, mm. okay? He will not have respect to the gods of his father and the desire of women. The desire of women uh, has been confused and interpreted different ways, but if you look at, at Islam, men 
have no desire of women. In other words, it's not that they don't love women or want women, it's that they think women are the lowest thing. Yeah. There's yeah. no honor or respect for them. Mm -hmm. Very, very clear. So that scripture could be that. Again, it can change. We could be wrong. But definitely, uh, we know Russia will attack Israel. Ezekiel yes. 37, 38, 39. 37, the nations brought together, first in the land, now with God. Then later on, you have the spiritual revival. But in 38, 39, the attack comes. And Russia will attack with her confederacy of Islamic nations that we can right now. Yes. They're all Islamic. Yeah. Uh, much of the Russian army is Islamic. Yeah. Okay? So uh, we know that that is not going to change. And so we, we kind of just sit tight and, and see what happens, you know, which would make sense because he's going to build the temple, right? Yeah. Well, what's on the temple mount? Yeah. The Dome of the Rock. The Dome of the Rock. Right? The mosque right there. The it's mosque. kind of interesting, too. And so, you know, considering with the pullout in Afghanistan and they're trying to create this new government in Afghanistan that's Islamic, you know, with Taliban, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It, you know, the thing is, is the important thing for us Keep our eyes on the Lord. Sure. He's, he's, the, he's the key. Sure. You know, and we walk with Him. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. We'll be right back with you after these messages. Many familiar yet important figures in the Bible who are recognized for their strength and character. And while considering these strong figures, it's important to remember that a number of them are women. Women who inspire not only because of how they live, but also because of their rock-solid faith. And that's why Pastor Xavier Reese has chosen to highlight several scriptural examples from the Old and New Testaments for a new study series compiled together in one convenient audio CD pack or single MP3 disc titled 12 Women of the Bible, available now at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. You'll be inspired by the courageous accounts of Esther, the widow Ruth, the disciple Mary Magdalene, and many more in this audio CD pack for $32 or single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the 12 Women of the Bible series available now in the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese with the simple truth. The Comforter is the Holy Spirit that teaches the believer all things as well as bringing them to our remembrance. All things Jesus has said, John 14, 26. The amazing miracle we have, the mind of Christ. You know what I promise? We don't put it on. Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Throughout the Gospels, we're witness to the Apostles' humanity in their struggles and triumphs. Yet, after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, these 12 men would come to turn the world upside down. And it's from a recent study series that Pastor Xavier Reese has combined 12 messages highlighting each of the Apostles into one CD pack or single MP3 disc, available now in the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. In this new 12 Apostle series, you'll discover how Peter, James, John, Philip, Matthew, and all the Apostles were not just chosen, called, and commissioned by Jesus, but equally enabled to accomplish the ministry to which they were called, even as we, the saints, are today. It's the 12 Apostle series, packaged in a brand new audio CD pack for $32, or in a single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the new 12 Apostle series when you browse the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. Today we have our special guest, Andrew Yagnazar, and we're spending some time talking about well, a lot about uh, evangelism and the work of the Lord in the Muslim world, as well as issues here with the U.S. and, and uh, uh, complicated. Things are complicated in the world. Andrew, I know that you've been involved in working with discipleship programs for uh, converts from Islam. I is that a very different perspective than sharing the gospel in that culture for people to be discipled? Yeah. So um, people are people. Amen. Right? And um, there needs to be this trust established. Why are you sharing this with me? And do you really love me? And why are you telling me this? 
And so from that perspective, there's really no difference. Whether we're talking to our neighbor here on the street in Pasadena or somebody on the other side of the world. They're just different worldviews right. and different understandings of the way people are brought up. But as far as sharing what we believe and sharing that this is what, you know, I've always said that a person with a, uh, an argument is always at the mercy of the person with an experience. And so I'm just going to tell you what's happened to me. You can choose to do or not do whatever you want with that. But as we then go, once these folks, uh, people coming to know the Lord, the importance becomes discipleship. And I think that is actually something also in the Western church that we have got away with. We have done uh, focus groups on what people like to hear and how loud the music needs to be. And uh, how is it? That's our replacement for discipleship. Exactly. And and how how easy is it to get, what parking lot do I go to one, two, or three to get out? We've looked at this. Jesus, when he came, he didn't set up a church. He didn't build a company, but he chose 12 disciples and he turned the world right side up. Amen. Right? And so we've looked at that. I'll just go through these quickly because we've developed a program called The Journey. And literally from day one, when somebody comes to the Lord, we encourage them to start sharing their faith. Sure. And spending time with God, that's how you grow. How they become a child of God. These are literally programs that daily, every couple of days, they have somebody journeying with them and sharing from Scripture. Who is God of the Father? Who is God the Father? Who is Jesus our rescuer? What did He do on the cross? How do you follow Jesus? How do I become empowered with the Holy Spirit to help be present in my life? How do I share the good news? You know, what is God's Word? Spending time in God's Word. What is the church? How do I get connected? How do we develop this freedom of fear and start living by faith? How do we have become grateful, forgive? These are all biblical principles that you walk through. Forgiveness, prayer, intercession, serving others, truth and honesty, walking in the light, obedience, and just going through this, then coming to the point of, okay, this is how we are discipled. This is what the Bible says. This is, you always, it it all starts here. This is what the scriptures say. And literally within days, people are sharing their faith with other people. And it's not that they have to go to a three-year program right. and they're sharing with their families and then their families see the change in their life. So there's that transformation. Right. So when, the, when, when the, the proclamation of the word is accompanied by a demonstration yeah. of what it leads to look like, which is what we're studying in James right now, right? right? Faith without works is dead. So we put that into action and then you give people the opportunity to share their faith all of a sudden, whether it's a guy at the gas station or the waiter at the restaurant or the neighbor across the street, they see that. They have to see that come through us yes. and, and where the faith needs to be put into action. Um, so whether it's in a church setting, whether it's in a social setting, just living out your faith is part yeah. of that journey, which is what we try and do, prepare people in the church. But this is, as they're coming to the Lord, they're having to understand this from scratch because this is why they'll take the Bible. A lot of people from the Muslim world take it and kiss it. Mm -hmm. And it's the first thing they do because they've been praying for this. And then also, in this day and age, when people are not able to get into a situation, they're seeing dreams, they're seeing visions. And the miraculous things going on, we could just go on and on. But it's also, it's as far as those who are followers of Christ, it needs to be faith in action. Amen. And that's so important. And again, in the Western world, we've gotten away from that because we've substituted the gospel for the cultural gospel, uh, for methodologies, uh, church growth, and and this uh, (coughs) mass evangelism in in ways that is not really biblical and things. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so we, nothing wrong with music and concerts, the form to get evangelism, but but they, they can't substitute, it becomes entertainment. Uh, we, we start allowing the uh, quote-unquote pastor which really run the church more like a corporation as the corporate heads to wow, how, what are we going to do it, how we're going to do it. And it's more of a big plan rather than instructing the people, praying for the people that God raised people up, yep. ministering unto them and letting them be the, church be the church to reach out to those from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the world, mm-hmm. your home, your neighbor, your city, so on and so forth. That, the pattern has never changed. No. And when we change it, we, we nullify it. Yeah. Oh, or, or you write a book on the seven ways to do this right, and try right, to become right. rich. How, make your, how do you make your church grow or something? Yeah. You know, listening to the list uh, of, <clears throat> in the, uh, on the journey there, the, you know, each one of those topics, you could spend years 
you know, developing. No. But the interesting thing is for the people who are learning it, as soon as they go through that program, they turn around and they're sharing the same program well, with somebody else. So they're learning it from a different perspective. That's pretty awesome. It right. is. It's called, actually, it's called the word in Farsi is safar. Uh -huh. S-A-F-A-R, mm -hmm. uh, which means journey, mm -hmm. and it's literally safar.org. It literally, people are using it now. It's a, it's a gift to the church, I think, actually, where people are using this uh, very practically Amen. and doing it, play, people all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to, important for us to keep perspective that the Lord knew this was coming. We have what? We, to know that the Lord oh. is not surprised no, he's not. by the situation of the sure. world. By the the breakdown in Afghanistan, yep. you know the U.S. pull out and all the the terrible things. You know the, the Lord knew, yeah. and so I have a question though, and that is, in 1979, yeah. when um, the revolution took place in Iran, and we we have seen since that time, not right away, yeah. but since that time, huge change in the viability of gospel ministry there. Should we expect to see the same thing in, in Afghanistan? So last time I checked, it was the same God who was there in 79. Amen. <laughs> it was the same God who was there when the Israelites had their backs against the Red Sea. Yeah. And in those moments of seeming defeat is where suddenly victory comes. Yeah. The biggest moment of weakness that the world thought was a cross, right? And that became the most pivotal moment in history. Yeah. And so when I look at you, look at Afghanistan and you look at the past, you have to question when there's people, I know per, people personally who, who were missionaries there for 30, 40 years and never saw one person come to them. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, the same was true in Iran and places like Pakistan. Uh, but when God is doing something, you said about his plan, uh, if this is his plan, then it's his problem to fix. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't my plan. It definitely wasn't my plan, but it was obviously the Lord allowed this to happen for something to happen here. Sure. And in this situation, and you look at globalization, we talked about that. When we can't go certain places, they bring people here. Right. Amen. Now, whether we agree or disagree with the way that, uh, and politically on the way the exit happened, except the fact is now we have a couple hundred thousand people from Afghanistan who've been brought here. Now, we know for a fact that they, they don't speak English. They're not translators because yeah. they're looking, right, they can't right. communicate with them, right? Um, and so what is this doing is, is this opening the door now for people who speak Farsi and Dari to share with these folks. Amen. They're being, for the most part, maybe 5,000 in Albania, a few in the UK, but for the most part, most of the Afghan refugees are coming to the States. The US. Yeah. Um, we have about 5,000 coming to California. They're going to Michigan, Arizona, Virginia, North Carolina different places. So they're going to, they, they could be coming to a movie theater near you, right? Yeah. And the question is, what are you going to do? Right. Right. And that, that really is the issue. And I think this is where God creates those opportunities. He needs, he gives us wisdom, just like he gave the wise men wisdom when Herod said, when you find that baby, come back and tell me. Right. Right. Yes. Now that's how we have to deal with the government too. When the government tells us certain things, let's be smart about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, when when you know the Israelite, when the Egyptians went to see Moses' mother and said, you know, where's baby Mo? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He didn't say right over there. Right. 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 So we have to be smart right. about what we do, and at the same time, we have to share the love of Christ. And I think right. this is where yeah. we need to pray, God. Were those twenty years in Afghanistan were they wasted? I believe yeah. your son yeah. fought in Afghanistan. Yeah. Sure. Right. What was the purpose behind that? Right. Right. And I think that's where then what can I do about it? It might be simply giving somebody a scripture. Mm -hmm. It might be somebody going to your school. Um, and now we can use Afghans. We can look at Persians. We can look at Somalis. We have about a million people who have not necessarily been invited, but have crossed the border. Right. Maybe more. Right. Yeah. Probably more. How are we going to react to that? We cannot just stick our head in the sand like an ostrich. Yeah. And if that's what the church does, then why would we be surprised then all our freedoms are taken away? Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is, too, that, again, we, we can look at certain things, at possibilities, but we know that God's in control and that God does judge nations. He does. Yes. And for any um, Christian uh, to say that this is in no way God's judgment of America would be insane. Yes. When we've killed 70 million babies. Yeah. And we have, um, without conscience, um, killed many 
old people through this COVID when they could have been um, saved for $2.50 with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Um, uh, God's wrath is, is poured out in different ways. It could be through the invasion of, um, of the United States from other countries. Um, you know, God took Egypt, uh, took the people out of Egypt, and he gave them the land of Canaan. They took it over. The people were the judgment over the people in the land. That's right. Yeah. Okay? So God, God uses other people to judge people, and they can be just as bad. Sure. Or worse. I mean, you or know, worse. you have a, a Babylon was uh, overtaken by Medo-Persia. Yep. Not that they were any better. Yeah. And then Greece and so on and so forth. Yeah. So the Gentile empires of the world have been given to Daniel and from the head of gold down to the Antichrist. And God uses nations and judges nations and he disciplines nations. And sometimes, um, you know, like Nineveh, the whole city repented. Sometimes you see a great miracle. That's a miracle. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the greatest miracle in the world. Are you kidding me? Crazy. So, you know, God will use all of that. But, but behind God's methods, every way that he moves and allows, uh, we have to be careful make sure that the evil does not come from God. God does not force the evil. God only knows the evil that's going to be committed and the good. But he doesn't force people to commit the evil or the good. And because there's the free will of man to see which way they go, then God honors the judgment that he brings upon them because it's a just judgment. It's deserved. And so he will use all of those circumstances for the gospel to be reached to the people. In every situation, uh, Noah, you talk about 20 years, Noah, 120 years, not one convert, but he was a witness. Yeah. And everyone in the new world knows about Noah. That's right. Jesus uses one of the key things, as in the days of Noah. And so the goal is always the gospel. We have to be careful that we're, we acknowledge the evil of, of, of government and this and that and everything else. But behind the scene, we have to say, okay, how are you going to use this for the gospel, Lord? How Amen. do we fit in? Amen. That's the main thing. You know, the Lord has a, has a plan for the church, yeah. a purpose for us, and, and his desire for the Spirit of God to be lighting. But the enemy also has a plan for the church. Sure. And one of the things, you know, generally speaking, we're pretty encouraged by conservative news sources. But I see something in conservative media, uh, Fox News and lots of other, yeah, yeah. you hear uh, people generating fear right. because of the border situation, which we, we don't support. We, right, we're not, right. you know, we, we understand. Country's gotta have borders yeah. that operate. But the enemy wants us to be fearful instead of seeing it as an opportunity right. to be witnesses right. of the gospel. Right. And, and we need to have a proper perspective. I'm sure you talk to people, Andrew, in Europe, because I know there's a huge refugee movement. Yep. We did two, three years ago, there was a huge movement and there are people from all kinds of Islamic countries mm -hmm. in, uh, all over in Europe. Do you see the gospel going out through that refugee absolutely. opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, the biggest shift was when we saw the, uh, the Syrian crisis develop, which is obviously where the Russians went into right. Syria, and you yeah. have the Chinese playing there now, right now, and where we exited again. Um, but you, as you had this migration taking place, right now, a couple of the biggest countries are Turkey and Greece, where you have massive refugee camps. And so Elam is, uh, you know, is doing work there. There's many other groups doing work in the refugee camps. Uh, amazing stories um, that are happening and then I mean I just came back from England I mean my dad had to go to five gas stations to get gas Wow before I got there because they were out of gas right. so you have uh, we have this crisis coming as well and right now you know we're we're a little bit shielded here but you know the situation here in the States is a little dodgy but as far as ministry in Europe 100% but cities have changed completely. Places in Stockholm, uh, in, in Sweden, completely different. Places in Vienna, totally different. You have the culture changing. Um, but with all of these European countries being isolated in a, in, in a way, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's being shielded right now, yeah. but it's a different approach. It's a different approach. But from the gospel's perspective, reaching out to people from different backgrounds who look different, who act different, who have different cultures and different, you know, it's, uh, 
it's it, you need to be intentional about sharing the love of Jesus with these sure. folks. And it yeah. also needs to be done practically because right. a lot of these people will come with literally nothing. Yeah. So then what happens? What happens to the children, right? What happens to the children, whether it's in Europe or here, who are there by themselves? Mm -hmm. Is the government and the state going to take care of them? Then what happens? This yeah. church, I think, needs to step in and act. And this is where, and it's not so much about a program, but this is where if there's a burden that the Lord puts on somebody's heart yeah. to serve. Mm -hmm. And just being practical. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But the gospel's going out. Yeah. That's the great thing, the yeah. Spirit of God yeah. in the hearts of people. You know, we were talking before about how, you know, people became accustomed to uh, seeing the gospel online and how they're missing what God really has. And yeah. it, But in situations like uh, the refugee camps around the world or even in Afghanistan, in Iran, where people are unable to go and meet publicly, sure. the Lord will use that. Sure, God and, honors that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah, and I'm not sharing so much about what's going on in Afghanistan right now because I'm sure people in Langley and other places are listening to this show as well. No doubt. And we don't need people to know all this stuff, but the Lord is doing stuff in Afghanistan right now. Yes. Yeah. And no thanks, unfortunately, to our government, right. right? But there's people who have a burden, and you have believers who are staying, some who are leaving, um, and other places where, I know it sounds odd, where you can't share everything. You're like, well, how can you get... How can you guys do what you need to do without telling everything? Well, right. that's that's where God comes in, Amen. sure. And sure. Uh, and he he takes care of needs. He takes care of opportunities. He opens doors, and that's exciting because then when you know when when God is at work, um, then you realize okay, this is definitely from the Lord. It's bigger than any one person, one group. Yeah. And He's doing His thing. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to me how how things are moving so quickly in our yeah. world. You know, we just. Uh, and it all keyed off of a health care crisis, yep. which I don't know about you, Pastor X. I never would have expected that. Yeah. You know, no one could have seen it. That, that's the farthest thing from our mind. Yeah, the way it, yeah. Uh, it, it came about. Um, we were, you know, we've been teaching about the end times and the rapture and the yes. tribulation. Where you think, well, well the rapture's going to happen, then the falling away and the antichrist appears. Um, but no one could have suspected that there would be such an overreach. And it would be through the medical model. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if you remember, um, President Reagan said that socialism always enters in through the medical model. Which, always. quote, I don't think I ever heard yeah. until the last yeah. year yeah. or so. Yeah. yeah. And amazing. because that, that's the entitlement. You know, yes. it's, it's, entitlement. it's the carrot. Yeah. Well, it's the thing that people won't resist. Yeah, it, this is what they right. offer you, only to take it away from you later. Amen. Whatever government can give you, it can take away anytime it wants. Amen. That's very important. Yeah. Anything good anyway. <laughs> I just find it so interesting how last year it stuck, you know, the whole health yeah. model. Because, I mean, even in my shorter lifetime, you know, there's the bird flu, there's SARS, there are all these different things, and it didn't stick no. yeah. until 2020. Then this yeah. virus happens. And that's stuck. So coordinated sure. and, yeah. you know. Yeah. But they've been working at it mm -hmm. with yeah. all those things. And now we're moving forward towards sure. a global economic collapse. Right, right. Which is going to happen, you know. Yeah. The, we're going to spend, you know, ten times the national budget yeah. every year until yeah. we can actually yeah. destroy yeah. the world. Yeah, the whole conversation of the Bitcoin yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. They want uh, the reset, the great reset that's by it. 25. Yeah. All that kind of yeah, stuff. That, that, all that's happening. I think, I think what, what we're basically saying here is this. Um, the seasons are changing. We were unaware or unprepared. We have to have a biblical perspective. I think somebody used the word perspective earlier. Um, when, and you teach this from the pulpit every Sunday, is we must not be deceived yeah. because deception is rife. So what does the Bible tell us about the world that's around us? And then we realize this is actually a spiritual conflict. Yeah. It's right. not a political right. issue. No. Right. Right. Now, for sure, we need to be engaged in the process. Sure. Because when good people don't go out there and stand up, then bad things keep happening. Yeah. But um, it's a spiritual issue. Sure. It's 100%. all spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Even Absolutely. yesterday, I was, I don't know, just thinking about the jab and all these things. And, uh, you know, I realized even that is a spiritual issue in that, yeah. you know, God has given us bodies and immune systems and you have government trying to say, well, we're God, we're going to give you a synthetic immune system. You know, we're, we're God, we're going to play God here, you know, and just stuff they, like that. Yeah. They like to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Andrew, if you could give us some, some bullet points for how to pray for the Lord's work 
from an international perspective in these last days? Just a couple of ideas. Good question. Um, so first of all, I think we, the first thing we need to pray for is that the Lord does something in our hearts. Amen. So if I don't care about something, I'm not really going to be engaged. So no matter where you are listening to this, uh, where your church is, what it's called, you know, if the Lord does something in your heart and ask for God to do something in your heart, um, and then take it from there. So then you look at that and you say, well, you know what? People look different than me, think different than me, eat different food than me, but they love their wives, they love their kids, Amen. they want the best for their kids. I've heard about Jesus. I've seen what Jesus has done in my life. I want this to happen for them. So I think the praying is really important. I think um, asking God to take away, you know, the, the, the fear yes. that exists mm -hmm. when we want to share something with somebody. There's many times we in the West, when our neck is not on the line, literally, where we will not speak up and share and say, you know, can I even pray for you? We're scared to do that mm -hmm. or invite sure. people to a church or just to engage in their life and take a, uh, somebody's in hospital. You know, we don't do those things. And I think so if we pray for those practical things, I think we need to pray for people um, to be strengthened supernaturally. Yeah. Uh, those are really hard situations when somebody doesn't have a job. Now, we could not understand that till right. recently. Right. Yes. And they can't take care of their kids. Yeah. They can't provide food. They have hard decisions to make yeah. when they don't know what to do with their family. And so I think we pray for our hearts. We pray for those folks. And we ask God to show us where He wants us to invest our time, uh, our energy and our efforts. And the people are coming to the Lord. Uh, the resources are going out to them. I mean, in Iran itself, we're on our second million. So Elam is now taking the second million Bibles. Scriptures, yeah. The Scriptures. Amazing how people are just yeah, desiring that. And, you know, I guarantee most people here, if they go to their bookshelves, have bought six or seven Bibles, right. uh, different translations that Amen. they don't even know what the difference is between yeah. them. So yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think just for their heart, and if we then reach out, wherever it is, the Lord will make that clear. It's not a formula. It yeah. really isn't. It's just yeah. it's, it's the work has to be done in, sure. in our heart. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And that, and that's, need to drop the yeah. mic. <laughs> And that's important. Again, you know, people have been born again since the days of Jesus, and it hasn't changed. Yes. You hear the gospel, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. And you either believe the gospel, that you're a sinner in need of salvation, or you reject it. Yeah. Those are the first, two easiest things to happen. And then once you're born again, then you desire to grow. You've got to get into the word of God. You've got to pray. You've got to be involved in the church. You go to the Lord, what is your gift? What is your calling? What does God want you to do? And don't worry about anybody else. God will put it all together. It. And God will be faithful to always bring people to hear the gospel. Yes. If the gospel is being proclaimed and the word of God is being taught, God brings the people. We don't have to have the advertisement, promotions, or anything else. God will take care of that. We've seen that throughout the year for the last 40-some uh, years, just God's faithfulness and all that. But if you shirk back from the gospel, from preaching it or teaching, then it withers. The garden withers. Nothing, nothing will happen. And so that's a key thing that's very important. Some of you out there perhaps are don't know Jesus Christ. Uh, you need to open your heart to the Lord. Consider the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. He was God who became man, died for your sins, and rose from the dead. And he's the one that's able to cleanse you from all sin, to give you eternal life, and to give you hope. The hope is not I hope so, but I know so that you know that He rose from the dead, that if you give your last breath, you're instantly present before Him. But it's not just escapism, it's that now you have hope for other people, that they don't have to live miserable lives, hopeless lives, and lives that are just bound up in fear, but of love of Jesus Christ. So we pray you open your heart to the Lord and just keep the gospel simple as possible. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Keep It Simple, with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese, on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. 
We hope you'll be back for our next discussion. And may God richly bless your day.